Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Breakthrough Conversations. My name is Brett English. My name is Ryan Otega. We've got Jordan Duropoulos in the house again for part two. And um, I want to chat to you about your silent retreat, bro. Because yeah. I've never heard of that before. I know that monks have done that kind of stuff. But how did you experience it? What is a silent retreat and what did you experience through it? Yeah, awesome. Hey, hey guys. Thanks yeah. for having me back. Um, yeah, so there's a few different styles for silent retreat. I'll first um, get that off. So there's a Vipassana style. Um, silent retreat which is known worldwide um, that's a free one you go there and you just um, donation base um, that's a very it's exact same wherever you do it around the world yeah. and it's a very yang style meditation so throughout that I didn't do the Vipassana this is what the Vipassana is yeah. so it's a yang style now you go there and your first block has to be a 10 day or a 14 day block okay. um, and in those 10 days you spend eight to 10 hours of meditation, three of those hours have to be complete stillness. So they'll let you know when it's like the stillness hour and you sit in complete stillness, sitting up, do not move, right? For one hour at least. So if you've got a scratch or if you've got flies coming onto, whatever it is, you've got to, their ideas that any, anything's temporary. So the pain, the sensations, everything's temporary. So when you're sitting there and you're in agony and it's been 45 minutes and you've not moved, you can just breathe through that pain. That's their idea of it. So it's a very, um, yeah, very harsh style of, and then they limit your foods. Like you only eat um, six in the morning. I think it's six, 11, and then you eat like an apple at four o'clock and that's all you get the day. All the whole day. Yeah, and then so that way they feed you. And then you sleep like on the floor or like bunk beds and stuff. Like it's very, very intense style very of meditation. Yeah, which is very, transformative like i've heard great things i'm going to sign up and go do one yeah i'm but, actually keen as well actually. yeah it's it sounds um very intense but it's just that meditation style the one oh, that okay. i went through is a different style altogether okay. the girl that facilitates it she's from functional spirituality Ava, mm. and went down there for seven days um it was originally seven days it got cut back to five days because she was unwell with the option to extend for two days by yourself. So it's not structured. You can still stay in silence and do your own thing for the last two days, which is what right, I've done. Cool. I still had yeah. seven days. Seven days as well. Yeah. It's a journey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. But the beauty about this one was you can bring a journal, like a blank journal, nice. which is Vipassana, you can't. You can, um, they do yoga and they do meditation. So the whole journey is a very yin style compared to that hard Vipassana mm. style. So you, um, Throughout the day, this is sort of what my structure would be for the, the seven days or so I was down there. I'd get up at um, 5.30, have a shower, uh, go make a cacao, and then you've got no phones, so they, you turn your phone off and hand it into them, so no phones whatsoever. For the whole time straight? For the whole time, no phones, no books, so you can't read any books because that's distracting your mind. The idea of a silent retreat is to be with you, reflecting with yourself. Mm. You don't make eye contact with anyone else, that's on the retreat, you literally stay to yourself, like complete disconnection from everyone. Yeah. You just listen to the facilitator when they speak. They Wait, speak. How, how do you not make eye contact with someone? You, you look down. Oh, damn, okay. So like you literally, if I'm speaking to you now, well, I obviously wouldn't be speaking to you because it's silent, but <laughs> if we say go to cross paths and I'm looking down and I can see you walking my peripheral, I might just stop, might just do that, and then you can walk through. And then as, like, as I've allowed you to walk through, then I'll continue walking. So it's not... You literally, and then they ring a bell for dinner. So when the bell goes, you go up, you line up, you don't look at people, you go there, plate up your food, you go sit down and you eat your food. 
Wow. So oh, damn, okay. It's literally full disconnection, so it's just you and yourself. So yeah, so I get up, have my make my cacao in the morning, and then I go do my own cacao like meditation and stuff like that. Sit there, drink that, then I journal a little bit and then just do some gentle yoga flow myself. Yeah. Then you all meet for around you meet at between seven, seven fifteen for 7.15 to start your practice. You do a gentle drop-in meditation, then you do a vinyasa flow, yoga flow, then you do a long meditation at the end, then you break for breakfast, um, that goes for about an hour, then you come back once again, she'll just, so Ava, the facilitator, will, will have some discussion points about what her beliefs are and how, because they're basing off this Hodaya yoga, is mm. their philosophy or way of teaching through this silence. And then it's learnt from, I'm going to forget his name, Ra, Ramada, Ramada, Ramada. He sat 30 years in silence. So this, this wow. beliefs and what she's been trained up from is a teachings of someone that sat for 30 years in silence. That's a long time. Yeah, really long. So this is what she teaches you. So as she discusses these few topics, you're obviously there just in silence, sitting and listening to what she's discussing. She's got a whiteboard. She writes a few things up. It might just be like, okay... We're going to start to do some anchor breathing, say connecting into your heart. So all of it is leading up to deepen your meditation practice, right? And then once she does the discussion topics, once again, we do a drop-in meditation. We do some restorative yoga and then a deep, a longer meditation. You break for lunch. That's from 12.30 till 4. And in that time, there's it's be- it was down in Denmark. So it was out in the oh, woods beautiful. there. Yeah, it was wow, beautiful. Man. Yeah. So you could go for a walk out. There's like the Biblum trackle on there. You can go for a walk if you want to. Yeah. Um, it was so awkward. Like you walk past hikers and they're like, morning or hi. And you're just like, like I like the people when I go on a hike, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Like how polite to everyone. And then I was like, that person not saying hello to anyone. And I was like, maybe everyone that I pass is like on a silent retreat. <laughs> so, so yeah, you just wouldn't say anything. Um, you just go for a bit of a walk. Like my lunchtime routine was I'd get there, I'd eat and then let it digest for about five or 10 minutes, go for a nice long bush walk, just really like a meditative walk. So like really conscious of where I was stepping, what I was doing and how, just being as present as possible. And then once I finished that walk, I'd come back and there was like an inlet there where a lake was. Okay. And we went for, I would go for a swim there and fuck me, it was so cold. It was like an ice bath, genuinely wow. like an ice bath. Denmark is freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like all the sensations you get in your wrists and fingers and hands when you're in an ice bath, exactly the same. Wow. So like I made it, I promised myself like every day I'd get in there for 10 minutes and just like sit in there neck deep. And then I would just breathe for 10 minutes, like just slow my breathing Jesus. down. Yeah, and it was, it was really powerful. The more every day I did it, the more powerful it got because obviously it was more in silence. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then I'd finish that. I'd go, go back, have a warm shower, get changed, sort of ready for the evening session. I'd make like another cup of cacao and then I'd just go down and do some journaling for about an hour. And then we'd come back to start the afternoon practice. Once again, um, she'd have a bit of a discussion about what this meditation might be. She would then um, drop in meditation um, very soft style yin yoga and then a longer meditation practice and you break for dinner and then after dinner once again you come back and you could actually write um, some notes throughout like the um, experience you can write some notes that were I don't know um, what did you mean by heart 
um, anchoring or something like that? Or what did you mean by this when you spoke about that? Mm. Um, and then you, you just leave it on her mat at the front and then after dinner, she would pick up the notes that were written from people and she would go, okay, this heart anchoring, this meant this, or you should feel this. So we got questions so we can still communicate without cool. communicating, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or like, I, I'm really having these crazy visions, um, is, does this mean something or, or whatever, do you know what I'm saying? And then she could just, from her understandings, explain and talk about that, um, sure. which was a good way to be able to do it. Some people, like, I wrote a poem, and she read a poem out and stuff like that, which mm. was pretty cool. Um, they like, she would read a poem during meditations and stuff, which was really nice. Um, and then, yeah, then we'd done a nighttime meditation and then she'd finish that up and there was like a fire and stuff in there. So after that would finish, she'd sit by the fire for a bit and then journal a bit more and then go to bed and do it again the next day. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So it was just a lot of, a lot of meditation. Mm. Yeah. Seven days. That's a, that would be interesting to yeah. see how you come out on the other side. Yeah. Uh, what were each day like and your thoughts and your feelings as mm. it was carrying on? So... What my experience, personally, my, I set my intention of reflection. Uh, that was my intention for the whole seven days, to reflect on my life as a whole, yeah. both um, at this present moment, but also um, what's happened to me in the past, um, and how much I've achieved in my life, and then also the bad things, everything. Um, so I started writing, um, when I was journaling for the hour at each lunch, I started writing forgiveness letters and letters of love, like love to my to myself for how much I've achieved, love to my friends and family, to home, whatever would come out. Mm. And then forgiveness to like the people that bullied me through school, um, the abuse, all these different stuff, people that have, yeah. have traumatized me. Mm. So for my experience through that, it was, it was really tough to be honest. Like um, meditating and sitting through those things were, was beautiful, it was really nice and enjoyable. And I could really switch off and drop in quite deeply, which I really enjoyed. It, it was just really hard um, when I was journaling to let go and do that kind of stuff. So wow. for me, that was um, probably the biggest challenge. Uh, in The actual silence was not a challenge whatsoever. For me, I could have definitely stayed longer in silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like I was quite um, content in, in silence. I didn't really want to come out of it, and it, it hurt. Like you get a massive headache when you come out of it. Really? Because when you start speaking, like my throat was sore, my chest was sore, but yep. then I also, because when they speak as a facilitator, it's very soft, it's very gentle, no one else is talking. So there's no, but mm, past okay. that, there's some chants, there's some mantra, then there's silence, there's all sorts. Mm. So you, you're in silence, but it's not necessarily silent around you. Whereas this was complete silence unless the facilitator's talking. So everything was soft and quiet. And then when you come into people like in Perth, like I got home and mum was talking and I was like, Relax. Lower your voice, yeah. Like it was, it was actually really hurting me. Like I was getting a headache because of how intense the sound was in my ears. Wow. Because you you've gone a seven days silence. You've not spoken, not said anything. Maybe you healed yeah. your ears as well, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. too bad. Yeah, yeah. It's um. So it was it was quite profound. Like I had um, each meditation was was different. Um, mm. Sometimes I'd struggle to slow my mind down a bit because maybe like something had come on my mind, I'm like, oh, wow. And then like, I'm trying to drop out of that, but something has come up. Yeah. And I found journaling what was coming up was helping me let go of it to then go deeper, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And then on, oh, why did I speak about? On the, it was the third day, um, I had like the most beautiful experience of my whole entire life ever. 
and I've been meditating for over 12 years. And I had like, I sat in meditation for the afternoon practice and we sat there, I just sat like on a bolster because you can get really comfortable here. Like Mm. in this meditation, you can sit up on a couch, you can can prop yourself up heaps of pillows, get super comfortable when you go to do the longer meditation. So that, yeah, Yeah, so you're not, you're not in pain. You're not thinking like you can really focus on dropping in because Hodaya Yoga, their understanding from Ramada is they just want to awaken. That's mm. the whole reason why they sit in science is to get a spiritual awakening. That's the only reason. That's what they want to aim for. And all these teachings are to learn or to get towards an awakening. Right? What's that called, called again? What Hodaya Yoga. Hodaya. Yeah, Hodaya Yoga. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How's that different to like the Vinyasa and the Yin? Well, this it's. I actually asked that question when I was on there. I was like, how is Hodaya Yoga and this understanding different to like the eight limbs of yoga? Sort of yeah. what I touched on last time when I was here. Mm. It's they're already at the meditative state. Right, so they're not doing the the vinyasa is the like third eight limb. So like your dharma and dharma, nama and niyamas and dayamas. Uh, they them two are the beginning two of like um, the universal code of conduct and your code of conduct, and then it's um, your asanas, which is your postures and practice. That's your vinyasa down here. Then meditation and self realization are the, the seven and eight. Oh, so okay. they're already their hodaya yoga isn't isn't really about this, it's more sitting in silence and practicing these beliefs to find self-actualization or realization. So you're there at the top of the cha- table, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the asana, the asanas um, or movement or postures were created in yoga to be able to sit for a long time in meditation. That's the reason why that, that people practice yoga, traditionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get to meditation so they can sit for hours and hours to meditate. Mm. Whereas we just done gentle movements so your body wasn't sore so you could sit for longer. But the basis of what was being studied to us or what she was preaching to, what, to us, uh, teaching us and guiding us through these meditations was just a style of Hridaya Yoga to find self-realization. So we're already at that meditative state. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah, the difference yeah. between a Vinyasa flow and Hridaya Yoga. They're, what they're, they're teaching is already at that meditative state. Whereas a Vinyasa Yoga is just the, the sun, it's just the postures. Yeah. You don't sit after a yoga class for two hours to, and meditate. You know what I mean? It's not like a three-hour yoga class where you go to do an hour yoga and then two hours meditation. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is sort of what it is. It's like we're just sitting in meditation and we're doing a bit of an asana practice to loosen our body up so that we can sit deeper in meditation. Oh, okay. You know, I see. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It makes more sense, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so their understanding of that and then the third day came and it was the afternoon for the – so it was after lunch um, we sat there and, and instead of propping myself up because it was just going to be the five or ten minute meditation at the beginning before you drop in, mm. I just grabbed a bolster, put it underneath me, sat on that. I thought I was going to be there for a short period of time, didn't get super comfortable. Mm. And within like two minutes of her speaking, I was like fucking deep. I was so deep in this meditation. I was like, holy shit. And she kind of just kept speaking and I was listening to guiding, guiding, and then I just was going deeper and deeper and deeper. And I was like, wow, like, I've not experienced, I'm getting goosebumps talking about today. Yeah, I've nice. literally had not experienced but just that change so quickly. Mm. Then she's guided everyone out um, of the meditation to start the yin practice. I didn't even hear that. I was so deep. I ended up missing the whole yin practice because I sat in meditation. I literally <laughs> did not move. That's awesome. But whilst I was there, I started getting this like tingling feeling through my body of like of like blissful feeling, like real, um, 
I don't know, you could say like an enlightenment feeling, just this bliss feeling. And then I felt... Like those shivers going through your body, like the big energetic like, surges? Yeah, well, sort of. Like It was like this energetic field that was coming through me. But then I felt like underneath me, I was starting to just levitate. And you know, if you sit in a position, just go sit down, cross-legged down for an hour, you'll probably have pains in your knees no, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pins and needles. Like, yeah, pins nothing. I felt no pain. I, I got quite a bad back. So whenever I meditate, I need to support my knees and back because my back's mm. very sore. Nothing at all. I had no pain in my back, no pain. In my, I just felt like I was like sitting on a cloud, levitating. Wow. And then my consciousness just started going higher and higher and higher. Then I just started seeing this like beautiful light started coming and it was like getting brighter and brighter. And that's where like I literally had no idea where I was, who was around. I had no, no concept of what was going on externally other than what was happening with my mind there and then. Mm. And as I was going deeper, higher and higher, I could like turn like say I would turn to the left in my head and I'd look to the left and as I'm up there, I would see those bullies, the people that I've been journeying to. I'd wow. see the people that abused me and stuff like that, the people that had all these different stuff. Yeah. And I was like, wow, and I started seeing love towards all these people. And then I seen my, my family, friends. I, I literally had flashbacks of yoga, all, everything, like so much throughout my life. And wow. I was seeing so much love towards everyone. Like I didn't... Mm. Every little thing that had agitated me before, I was just finding love towards. And I saw nothing but like this euphoric piece of love, like full state of like joy and happiness and bliss. I literally felt, yeah, I, I can't, it's so hard to explain what I felt, but I could just see nothing but love for everyone. Wow. And then eventually it slowly started to come and coming down and coming back away. And like that state of being up there slowly started dropping away. Mm. And then eventually, it kind of got to a point where I was like, no, come back. Like yeah, sitting there yeah, meditating, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. And then kind of like open my, like eventually kind of realized I was back in my body now and I'm here. And then kind of like, I was like, okay, I'm going to open my eyes. And everyone was like, Shavasana, they've just finished like a fucking 75 minute in class. And oh I was my like, God. And I was like, oh shit. So like, like lay back down. I like, I just like waved to like the facilitator. Like I smiled at her and she smiled back. I like went down there, lay down. And I was like, oh, I was like, wow, that was beautiful. And then she goes, all right, now just rolling to one side and we'll make our way to prep for a meditation. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. So, yeah, I ended up sitting back up and then doing a long meditation again. But wow. Was there any difference between that meditation and the first one? I, I That meditation, I was just just happy. I was The second one, I was just like, yo, that was cool. I was just listening to it because she was guiding the next one and thing. And yeah. I was just listening to that. I was just... I was just in a state of awe of what had just happened. Yeah. So I was like, wow, like I've, I've never experienced, mm. I, I can only presume that might be that feeling of enlightenment or feeling of like when you get, of yeah. what monks try to chase all the yeah. time. Because I was like, I've never felt that ever. Like, go, wow, like that was, yeah. I just have not, yeah, it was just to that level that it was like, wow. That, and I, never, I didn't get back there again. Like that was, I probably might not for years again. You know mm. what I mean? It was just at that certain point of time. And it was quite beautiful because the teachings of Ramada are that everyone, he doesn't believe, he's like non-dualism, so like everyone's a being. Like there is no higher God, there's God in your heart. We are all God. Yeah. And then he, they believe that um, we're all like love. So much love and empathy comes from your heart and that connection center there. And that's sort of what we were working on towards, like, and that's what the meditations were and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like this is... And, yeah, like for whatever, I got to that point where like I felt nothing but love within my heart and I just felt like we were all one. So I saw like all those traumas, the past, everything 
just love and like we're all beings, we're all okay. And like I wow. forgave him. I was like, you you knew nothing else. I can't control your actions. Like it's okay. This is what's happened. Like and I just mm. felt, yeah, just this real sense of love towards everyone and towards everything that had happened. And I was like, wow, it was just super, super life changing. Like it was just wow. such a profound experience. And then I was like sitting there like I just wanted to tell everyone but I can't say anything and I was yeah. like wow. I was like I just had the best experience ever yeah. I was like this is so cool but yeah I literally yeah I was like fuck that was yeah it was really mm. how was that not being able to tell everyone this incredible happening um yeah I don't, big I don't know it was it just made me realize like it, you don't have to do things for everything everyone else or, do you know what I'm saying like, yeah. it's like I've done that for me and that was so good for me like and yeah. I was so okay with that like it doesn't, I, as much as I wanted to share it with everyone, I'm like, yeah, but that's that's not them. That's not their journey. Like that was just so beautiful for me. I really loved that and I really enjoyed that. Like I, mm. and that's, yeah, that was, it was a le- really learned that you to be okay with just being yourself. Yeah. And like, and, and if these things happen, like you don't have to be running around telling everyone. It's just like, yeah, the, I'm sure they would have loved to have heard that experience and said that mm. was really cool, really enjoyable. Um, but, you know, it was at the same time, it was really nice to just go, okay, it was nice to absorb that and process all of that myself yeah. too. Yeah, without having like other people like external input in it yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, wow, like you got there. I wish I got to that. And then then, you, then ego starts to kick in. Like, yeah. yeah, I got there. You guys didn't get there. Not, not, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean though? Like, yeah, 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 it was yeah, like, yeah. It's like, you're not going to think like that, but it's like, kind of, yeah, yeah oh, wow, it's I got there. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you literally just strip all that ego, which is the beauty about a silent retreat. It's fucking you and your ego in your head, because you notice yeah. it so much more. You're like, okay, why do why why is this coming up now? Why is this? And I'm going to sit with that and turn turning towards everything. So like having those like it's a self inquiry style of meditation as well, like looking towards what's coming up and why it's coming up mm-hmm. instead of going, I'm just going to put it aside now and just sit and be present. I'm going to look towards it and start to unravel what it actually is and why it's coming up and why it's feeling there for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe it could be this or that. Maybe it's not. But okay, this is why. I've, I felt and found out from that. Wow. Yeah. Do you feel like you had like a lot of quote ego death during that time where you had to sort of just be with it, surrender to it and it would just change or adapt or just dissolve? Yeah, I definitely felt um, it was, I was letting go of ego deaths in certain areas that were like sort of coming up and it felt like when I journaled that, Mm. that let that go. Yeah. And then what I actually did um, That's on, for you, by the way. Oh, thank you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> on the um, on the second last night, um, yeah, we're in the second last night. So everyone on the fifth day, a lot of people left the retreat. Yeah. So we had like a closing circle, mm. um, and in that closing circle, I chose not to speak. I was the only one who didn't want to speak at all. Some yeah. people broke their silence, and then we're going to go back into silence to share, I just wrote a letter and then Arva, the facilitator, read that letter out for me. It's just yeah. saying thank you for sharing this beautiful space with everyone. Because it's hectic, man. Like, you'd be sitting next to someone in a meditation, the next minute they're bawling their eyes out. Do you know what I'm saying? And you're there like, and the next minute you're bawling your eyes out or something like that. Like, yeah. So much comes up, but like yeah. at the same time, you can't help anyone, you can't like. You can't say anything. The, yeah, yeah, you can't say anything, you just, it's your, your journey. Obviously there's co-facilitators there to like, are you okay? Like, and it's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, sort of a thing, you just kind yeah. of go through it. Um, so they all shared, which was really nice. But then that night, I um, I asked. There was a couple of girls that were still staying in this, the cabin, the shared cabin that we we're all in, and I, I just wrote them a little letter saying, "Can I have some time alone in front of the fire?" Like, um, and they they respected that, and then gave me some space. 
uh, they were talking, so they stay, chose to stay on but still talk, but yeah. they just stayed quiet whenever they were around me, which was really nice in respect. But yeah, they left, and then all these letters, and the, what that speak of that ego death, what I felt when I was writing down to let go of that attachment that I had to all these things or, or this... Um, you're this person because of this or they made you because of that rah 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 all the stories yeah all the stories all that stuff that I'd written man it was pages and pages like I we'd never written so much in my life just kept writing writing and writing and writing when you're in a clear mindset you just become so creative and everything's coming up so as you're yeah. writing you just keep letting it go and it just flows that state of flow mm. do you know what I mean and then I sat there and I just quietly read every single letter I wrote ripped it up and threw it in the fire and it was I, you literally could have been 10, you'll probably hear me crying up here in Perth. That's how loud I was like, you know that weeping, like, yeah. like funeral weeping? Yeah. Like someone's just died, like that, letting go. And for me, that was a wow. huge ego death shift of just like, I've let this go. Like it's okay to let it go and to move forward. And even just reading the letters of love to my family, to my thing, just crying and to myself, like being proud of yourself and just ripping it up and it's okay, this, it's okay, everything's okay. Like. Look how much you've achieved. Look how much you've gone through. And look how much, and look at where you are today sort of a thing. Being able yeah. to just process all of that and let it go all in silence. was fucking, it was powerful. Yeah. It was very powerful. And therapist needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> it was so funny. There was, I was, there's a, I don't know if I should share stories, but there was one, a couple of girls that were like in the end of the sharing circle where they were just like, why the fuck have we been paying this therapist last three years? I come down here and get more than five days out of the last three years. Yeah. And people are like cracking up laughing. You know, I'm just there trying not to break my silence. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so, yeah. Did you, what did else you burn the love letters as well? The yeah, letters of love? yeah, yeah, I burnt, I let, everything that I wrote, I let go. Except for like the couple of poems that I wrote. So I wrote yeah. a few poems. Um, yeah, I didn't burn those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. I've, man, I've never written a poem in my life. I came back and said to, um, to mum and dad, like, I wrote a poem, and they're just like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? I was like, me <laughs> writing a poem, but I didn't even write a poem in school, and you're meant to write poems. <laughs> so, yeah. The rap. Yeah. Is this, that's rapping. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was, it was just, you get that sense of full flow creativity. Like, I'd just be, I was walking, and I'd, I, don't know, I don't know how, I couldn't even say it now, but I'd be walking, see the trees, and then mm. they'd blow, and then you'd be like, the way the trees, winds blow, the leaves, but I don't know, and then all this stuff would be going in your head and you're just so present observing what's going on and allowing that to yeah. flow. That's how like you come up with the poems, you come up with different yeah. things and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did, did you talk to spirit during that time? Um, I, I didn't, how can I put it? I spoke to spirits and guides in the morning when I had my cacao ceremony, okay. as in um, like, let's, let's go on this journey of today together. Okay. Yeah. And then, I wanted to just connect because my intention wasn't really to connect higher with spirit. My intention yeah. was to reflect on because okay. I felt like that's what I needed at that point in time. Mm, Whereas I feel like if I went through um, like a Vipassana or a 10 day one, one of those harder ones, I'd feel yeah. like I'd, I'd want to be connecting with spirit. I want to be working through it and trying to, you know what I'm saying? Get yeah. a little bit yeah. higher on that side. Whereas this one was very gentle yins and I was like, this is time, a perfect time for me to reflect everything on what's happened to me mm. and then be able to let go of that. Beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fair, fair, fair. I would only, yeah, just call them in to protect me and stuff like that, you know, yeah, like the sign of stuff you do in the mornings and then kind of mm. like, okay, let's let's sit with that from there and how that goes. Beautiful. Yeah, which is quite powerful. It was um it was crazy though, like to hear everyone's 
stories when they were sharing at the end and stuff at the, at the circle, sharing circle. It was very, um, it's, yeah, it's just crazy to hear everyone's experiences and how deep people go and, and everyone's got such a different experience. You know, yeah. like everyone experiences so many different things. Like you could be sitting there thinking like everyone's experiencing something else. You know what I mean? So you could be there yeah, thinking yeah. like, this is so great, this is so thing. And then someone could be like, fuck, I'm struggling right now. I'm really, you know, and you, you mm. cannot tell because everyone's just sitting there meditating. True. Like it was, yeah, it was very, um, very energetically exhausting though, draining. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like he kind of came, I came back and it took me like, I took a whole day to integrate back in, just laid on the couch and sort of did nothing that the day I came back. Did you feel like a different person energetically when you came back? Oh, I felt, yeah, I definitely felt I had reached a more con like conscious state, like real, I was like, wow, like I've really connected on a whole nother level now. Mm. Um, and it took me probably about, say about a week and a half to, to get back into like, speaking quicker i was just doing everything super slow i was like would speak slower mm. i'd process things a lot more quicker i even feel now like my presence is a lot more calming and, pre and a lot more consistently grounded than yeah. it was before um because i've also i really found like i've learned it's so important to meditate daily or to meditate and do all these things mm. but it's so often we forget to ground ourselves you go to that higher state and you forget to ground yourself and then you're just off in this higher consciousness all the time and it's like you really need to pull yourself back down mm. which i found deep in my spiritual practice because i go out every day at lunch when i did my walk and stop you know connect with the trees connect with mother earth ground myself back down so that when you're going up and down through these meditations you, you you're grounding yourself back down and coming from that true self instead of like true. okay i'm up here because you, you know, you do it, you feel unbalanced on things. It's like, wow, I need to go see like a, a balance, an energy balance or a healer or a Reiki or something like that to balance yeah. my things out because you've done so much work to get to this higher level mm. and you've forgotten to ground yourself back down. So I've really, I really noticed after that that I've gotten to like a, I feel like I've gotten to an, another level, a higher level of frequency, mm. but I've learnt a lot more tools that have, that's allowing me to continue that, if, you, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. I'm with you. In regards to being able to, you really got to ground yourself. Mm. And it's like, I listened to a podcast and they were talking about like grounding mats, earthing mats and stuff like okay. that. And then um, just if you can't, if you don't have an earthy mat, just get out on the grass like for 10, 15 minutes a day and just put your feet out in the grass and just allow that energy. And it's, it's crazy because they speak about earthing and like how important it is for your bodies. They say like the guy that invented this has an electrical background which I understood deeply because when things get inflamed or something goes wrong with your current wires for electricity, it goes straight down to earth to protect people so you don't die and stuff like that. Oh, true. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so what they're saying, he has this same concept of that your body's so inflamed and there's so much current through inflammatory through your body, through illnesses, through these different things, that your body's not having an escape to go to earth. By earthing yourself every day, you're reducing that inflammation throughout your body. Wow, so okay. it, which I the, the the podcast was unreal. I was like, wow, that really makes sense. And, make sense. Yeah, and I was like, that really, especially coming from an electrical background, I understood what he was saying. I was like, yeah, okay, that that really lands. And then yeah, and then from there, I was just like, I was like, that I think that's why now being able to move forward and being able to stay grounded mm. more so helps you be more clear within yourself to be able to go to higher states. Mm. Is there a technique you have to ground without 
putting your feet on the ground? Um, like yeah, you can do like building or you, something too. Yeah, you can do like a grounding meditation. You can do like a just a. It's just about pulling yourself back down and then feeling that energy coming out. Because when you meditate, obviously you send yourself up to that high frequency, yeah. and you're reaching that state of enlightenment. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to get up, you're connecting with your higher self when you when you start meditating. Mm. But let's bring that down and start to drop it back in. It's like when you do like a chakra meditation. Yeah. You know, you bring it right at the end, usually at the end of the chakra meditations, you'll bring them all the way back through and allow the energy to flow through your root chakra. So you've gone through and cleared them all and then you're coming back down to ground yourself. Okay. So the idea of that is, yeah, so you can do that. I also like to, um, one of my favorite ways is like in the shower in the morning, like I swear to so many people about this, I'll just stand in the shower and then just let the water run on me. Yeah. And just breathe and then just ground myself through that. So you're just grounding through there. If you're not literally out, on the grass or hugging a tree or anything like that. Yeah. At least that way you're just breathing, letting the water thing, just allow yourself to just come back in, ground, and just feel yourself back in your body. You know what yeah. I mean? So like it's just having a bit of breath, let the water run off you. I'm just grounding here. I'm connecting with the water. I'm connecting myself. Mm. I'm just slowing down. Yeah. How long do you usually do that in the morning? What, in the shower? Yeah. Oh, I just do it like, if I say I'm going to have like a 10 minute shower, something I do it for like two or three minutes. Oh, when okay. I first yeah, get yeah. in, I sort of just get in. Um, I was, I usually put on a, have a shower and then a hot, uh, hot and cold shower. Yeah. And then when I have it like cold shower, I'll just, that's when I slow myself down, try to breathe through that, like the coldness. Oh, okay. Okay. And just really feel the energy come from the top of your head and then breathe inwards and downwards towards your heat, so feet. So like in and down, in and down, but like calm and slower. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, now I'm, and then I don't know, I feel grounded and within my body when I come out of it, but I feel super energized. Oh, okay. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like when, you, when you're grounded and in your body, I feel so much more connected with myself that I feel so much more better, um, both energetically and physically. I just yeah. feel like everything's working so much more. But when I'm so, you're so out of balance or disconnected, you obviously know, like with energies and stuff, yeah, you're so, and it's like, wow, like I don't really feel myself. I don't feel where I'm going. But just that sense of grounding really brings you back into your sense of self. Mm. Then there's like little pieces of your energy like all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's everywhere. Like you just, you're putting it and you put so much energy into other people, to other things. You kind of just forget to like uh, fill your cup or disconnect back in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, and it's so important. And I've found that, yeah, even just like getting out in the sun or just getting out in nature, how, how important it was. Mm. Yeah, and just being, yeah, I definitely think that was, um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt so rejuvenated after going for the walks and doing like the cold swim, mm. breathing through it. I just felt so much more in my body when I came back after every lunch. Yeah. Like, and that's obviously, that was the third day after lunch was when I went to like the highest I'd ever been. So it was right. like, I found like, I came back and then I was like, bang, I was dropped in super deep on this meditation. Mm. And I think um, having that understanding and connection with Mother Earth and just that grounding sense of grounding and it wasn't I didn't listen to this podcast about grounding until I came back from it and I was like boom 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 and I was like wow this all makes sense as to why oh, okay. I was feeling that do you know what I'm saying yeah yeah so I was like that makes sense as to why I was there and then I spoke to my mum about it and she got um a grounding mat to put over their bed um and it goes to yeah and it goes to earth yeah the earthy one. Oh really yeah it's sick as fuck yeah and it's like and she put it on without telling my old man and she's like how, how have you been sleeping the last week you guys i've been sleeping so well oh wow so <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's literally it helps you can feel it like i've got one so i put it under my feet when i'm on the computer on the desktop oh, like laptop and stuff yeah. put it down you feel it tingle at the bottom of your feet literally you feel the energy the earthing 
Wow. I reckon there could be like the radiation from the computers and devices also getting stuck to you but releasing. Yeah, as well. But even if like I just sat there and I, I was just, I don't know, watching TV or listening to a podcast or something, I'd be the exact same. You can just, you can feel that energy at the bottom. Oh, you feel okay. the tingling at the bottom of your feet. And it's just grounding. And it's like I said, it's just pulling out that information. I'm going to buy some of those, eh? Man, it, unbelievable. Really yeah. good. Yeah, really good. Pretty cool to have. You should, yeah. you should um, sell those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am. <laughs> you want to buy one? <laughs> yeah. Bro, um, how, how much are they? Um, I think it was maybe about $400 for a set. For, that's what mum got. Oh, okay, so she got yeah. the bed set and then two mats. That you can put your feet on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe the mats are like a hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah. And then if you want the bed one, I say, oh, the bed one would be pretty cool. But I just use the mat one for to run the computer and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So for where, so the bed one does it go under the bed? So it's underneath your sheet because you're still going to be sitting on like on it. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's underneath oh, your okay. sheet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like underneath your the sheet that goes over your doona. So it's on top of your your bed, but it's super thin. So you wouldn't. But it doesn't um, upset your comfort. So it's still, like my dad okay. didn't even know it was on there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was like, he was, it was the, the mat and then a sheet and then dad. And he didn't notice it was on there. So it's super thin, but it's like, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, so it won't impact your mattress or anything like that for sleeping and stuff. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, because like, this thing's that. so thin. Like this, and I was like, whoa, well, imagine if it's hard. Then you're going to be sleeping on something hard. And she's like, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she like, that yeah, yeah, yeah. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was, um, yeah, it was just good. I, yeah, I recommend it. I reckon it's, and it's just, um, it was, the podcast was on the School of Greatness. So, oh, yeah. I oh, okay, out, yeah, 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 yeah. I find out what one it is. It was a guy, yeah, and he, yeah, when I listened to it, I was like, man, this, everything that he says just made sense as to why earthing's so important. Yeah. And just grounding yourself back down. Absolutely, man. Can I pivot this conversation quickly? Absolutely. Yeah. I want to talk to you about, um, there's like a debate going on between, with men and women, right? Mm. If you're in a relationship with a woman, should a man, how vulnerable can a man be in expressing his problems and issues? Mm. Or do you think men should keep it to themselves and deal with it in other ways? Or what are your, what's your take on that? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> very good question. Um, no, I reckon be as vulnerable as you can. Really? Yeah. If, if you're being vulnerable and showing your true self, Mm. and that person doesn't want to show up and love you for your true self, that person's got the problem, it's not you. True. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're, if you're showing your true self, you're being, I'll, I'll put my hand up and I'll cry in front of a thousand people if I have to. If I'm being vulnerable and I'm opening up and I'm talking, mm. you're showing your true self and it takes more courage to let your guard down and be vulnerable in front of anyone, whether it's someone, your partner, or whether it's a whole bunch of random people to be vulnerable and let your guard down is a whole lot harder than going, yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Yeah, it's true. I'll just deal with this on the side. Yeah. And then your partner's never really getting that connection either of mm. being able to just really see how hard some days are because days aren't going to be great. Like a prime example, I had mm. I struggled. I had two days beginning of this week where I was so wiped out, so not myself, just mm. really up and down. And I was like, everything got to me. Like I just, the last two years of COVID, um, being locked down, my life before, I was traveling so much, I was exploring so much of the world, I was having such a good time. Yeah. Not saying I don't love my life now, but it just all got to me, I was like, wow, I've not, I've not been so free in so long. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I literally, and it just got to me. And, and I had those days. And yeah. I'm being vulnerable now saying that. Yeah. I was to my partner, I literally said, I, what, she's like, what did you do today? I was like, nothing, I laid in bed all day. And I was just down. And that's okay. Because you've, everyone has those days. And if you're not going to be not man enough to show it, but vulnerable enough to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm struggling. I've had a tough day today. 
that's okay. I'm going to be better tomorrow. But today, I just need to process and just let it come out. Yeah. You're going to be. You're going to earn so much more respect, not just from your loved one, but from all of your loved ones, everyone around you. Mm. And and if that person sees you as weak, I really don't think that's the person for you. True. Do you know what I mean? If someone, if someone, if you're showing your vulnerability to someone, and and yeah, look, I'm really struggling with this, or this is not working for me, or something, whatever it is, mm. and this person can't be like, okay. I love you for who you are and what you are. That's okay. How can we, what can we do to make it feel better? Do you want to go see a counselor? Do you want to talk to me? Do you want to talk to your parents? Do you want to talk to anyone? Yeah. Or, or, or do you just want no support, just a, a shoulder to cry on and listen to? What, mm. what, what do you want? And, and then know that you're here for me. Like, I'm here for you. Mm. I'm backing you up. Because if someone's not going to do that, then, then I really don't think you're with the right person, personally. True. Yeah. I think true, it's, true. it's so powerful yeah. for, for men yeah. to be vulnerable. Like, I think we definitely. People, we're definitely talking about a society of empowerment for women and stuff like that, which is so true. Empowerment mm. for women, women stepping up into their fields and doing what they want to do, which is a beautiful thing to see. And I agree with that 100%. But I think we should also be honouring men for not being as powerful. And the opposite, being vulnerable and showing, yeah, hey, men have feelings too. It's okay to cry. It's okay to put your hand up and say, look, I've had a shit day today. Like, just because I meditate daily or, or do all these things... Doesn't mean I'm not going to have a shit day. Doesn't yeah, mean yeah. like I see our counselor, I see my thing, I see my stuff. We've healers still got to heal, you know. Yeah. Teachers still got to learn. To do. You're always learning. Mm. Just because just because you you've got an appointment, people might be like, "Wow, that dude's got it sorted. He just meditates all day long." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. If anything, like that's harder because you're there facing what's coming up and working mm. through it. True. You know, it's yeah. I think it's really powerful for for men to be vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Well, where would we draw the line if it was like a um, between like being being vulnerable and still holding your masculine presence and being too vulnerable and turning way too much into the feminine. If you get what I mean. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, uh, at least I personally believe like it is, you, it is important for you to be vulnerable, to have a certain level of vulnerability with your partner. However, like that feminine, there's a, the feminine energy is much more emotional and is a lot more vulnerable and she should ha have the cap even though she's she's your support system you're more of her grounding than she, than you're more of her masculine grounding mm. you know what i mean like yeah. so you should be you should be able to be vulnerable with her but you still have to hold your masculine grounding so how do you maintain that level of vulnerability without letting go of the masculine presence in the relationship well that's sort of that whole thing of saying like when I had those, like, literally had two days, I literally was like, oh, I just need days myself. That's, that's that putting your center, hey, I'm being vulnerable now. I, I, I'm not here to support you today. I'm not here to support anyone. I just need a day to myself to let it all go. Yeah. And let me get my head clear and, reach, and okay, now I'm back. Now I'm here to support you. I'm here to do support myself. I'm here to, because as long as you've got goals that you're working through together, not necessarily bad goals, just goals. Like you've got work, you've got life. You're going to support her from that masculine side of like, yeah, you've got this. When you're a bit emotional, things go down. I've got you to support you. It's not about saying, hey, nah, I can't got you because I've got my own shit to sort out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm too vulnerable this whole week. I'm too vulnerable this whole month. Then you're starting to get to that sort of depressed state and blaming like, why me? Why this? I'm just going to, I'm not in a state of like, being able to help anyone. Whereas like you're keeping that masculine state of, no, I've, I'm going to support you. I'm going to back you up. I'm going to do this for you. Yeah, this is your goal. Sweet, this is my goal. So you're doing that on a day-to-day -day basis. I just mean 
that it's okay from time to time to show that vulnerability of, hey, now today I'm tapping out. I can't support you. I, I, I need some support. Yeah, I've had yeah, a rough yeah. day. Not, not, not of like, it shouldn't be men doing it all the time. It shouldn't be females doing it all the time either. Yeah. You know, like it's always going to be ups and downs, but it's just about understanding, I think being okay to show it when, it, when that, that those days happen. Yeah. More so than just being like trying to hide it and be like, nah, today I'm feeling vulnerable, but I'm not going to say anything and I'm going to just bottle it up and try to deal with it on the side so she doesn't think that there's anything wrong with me. No, I'm weak. Do you know, yeah, that I'm yeah, weak, do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because every day you're there for it. You're supporting it. You, you've got this. You're, you're doing so well at your job. You're kicking goals. You wanted to achieve this. You've done it. I wanted to achieve this. I've done it. I'm fine. We're fine. It's, everything's great on the side. Fuck me. I'm struggling. I need to go see a counselor. I'm going to do it on the side without her knowing. No, no, no. I personally don't think that's a good way to do it. True. Yeah, do you true, know what I'm saying? True, it's true, just true, yeah. allowing those one or two days like, I, I'm, I'm not saying now, like I had those rough couple of days, just tapped out, just needed to reset, which is okay. And then I'm not doing it now. Like today, cancel on you guys. Say to her, look, I need help. I'm thing, I'm, I'm getting, and then having that full down on spiral of it happening every single day. Just allowing it to happen whenever it comes up, every now, like mm. it could be every now and then. Just processing that day and giving you a day that's like, okay, I'm just gonna have a me day. I'm gonna do no work. Gonna turn the TV on, binge watch movies, eat some pizza. Who cares? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have a yeah. V day, bounce back from it, and recover stronger, better, move forward. Because if you don't have those little glimpses, like I think that's where you get that point where it's like, okay, I'm going so well, and you just crash so hard. Burn out. Yeah, burn out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. So I think it's just more on that level of like, I've always got you. I'm always gonna be that figure to support you. But in my days. Like whenever, yeah, whenever I have a rough day or something like that, I'm gonna put my hand up and say, "Look, I am having a rough day today. Can you be there for me?" You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it, it is so important to hold that so they feel loved and secure. Because that masculine energy is so like so strong and so powerful. You know? And it's yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna support you. And yeah, like that female energy is a lot more emotional than the male. So it's like, obviously, they might have those down days a lot more than a male does. Yeah. But just whenever that day comes up for us as a male, just being open to it. And, and then being yeah. able to share it as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And just showing yeah. that. It's like and I think that's that's powerful yeah. in itself. Yeah, I think the society nowadays is kind of like a this at least there's like the there's like two sections of society. So you've got like the one the blue pill and then you've got the red pill mm. where they kinda of say that if you're a masculine and you're holding your masculine grounding, you shouldn't show any rem- remnants of weakness to your partner or, or, your, your, or your girlfriend, your female, or the female that you're trying to attract. Because for her, at least she's trying to be the, she's the emotional one. So you should be the one who's always like masculine grounded. You shouldn't be um, emotional. Like to, to the point where it's kind of like they don't, they don't expect to see the male cry kind of mm. like that to, to that level which is the, to me i think it's kind of excessive because there's so yeah. many things that could happen yeah that could um trigger that emotional like um emotional response let's say like if you if your mom dies like yeah. you, you know what i mean like well, what are you gonna do it's like a yeah if you don't cry yeah you know yeah. what i mean like i think society is kind of programming like men to be like super tough at the same time, but I think there's a, at least I find there's a gentle balance between like true masculinity where you have a 
certain level of vulnerability that's gentle and masculine and still able to hold yourself, which also, like you said, like having that certain level of vulnerability towards your partner is also showing strength. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can be like, if you're just, if you're just hard all the time, you're, you're, not, you're not able to open up to your partner mm. as much. You mm. know what I mean? Whereas if you have a certain level of vulnerability and you have, you, you, you have the capacity to show a certain level of vulnerability, that level or that little bit of vulnerability towards your partner is going to make a relationship better. Mm. And it's also demonstrating a different level, a different layer of strength. Mm. So it's just kind of like finding that right balance between you know, being like masculinely vulnerable and like being over vulnerable where it's yeah. kind of like a, yeah. it starts trickling to like the feminine side of things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, 100%. That's so true. And there's, there's obviously, it can go either way. Like you can go too much or, or one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's yeah. Just, just showing. I just think, man, if you're having a, a tough day, just own it, you know? Like, it, and if you're having continuous tough days, Okay, let's go get some help yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. To get to get you better, get you a bit more mask, not mask and such, but get you back on track to what you're doing before. Because I, I I've found that personally, when working through traumas and through stuff, I've had to let those guards down and be vulnerable to work through that trauma that's come up. That being a, I guess, a self-aware person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas you might get like, you know, the rednecks in America that aren't very self-aware and all they do is like, right, 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 male, 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 let's go like axe wood and stuff like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no female, I can't ever cry. Which I don't, I personally don't think that's um, the way someone should be. I, but that's just my opinion. You know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. I, I feel you're definitely right where it's like you've got to have that balance where it's not too much of one way or too much of the other way. Mm. But I think it's just so important for males yeah. to be able to go, yeah, look, Fuck, I'm, I'm having a shit day, man. Whether whether you're emotional or not, you might just might not be thinking straight, having a bit of a rough day, and just like fuck, so much is going on. I'm just a bit down. I'm just having a rough day. Just need just need today to be left by myself, sort of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's very. I don't think that's any less masculine by putting your hand up and saying that, and then the next day, like, yeah, poof, I've, I just needed that day to myself. Now I'm moving forward. Yeah, I, I feel like all you that's know? not expressed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Become yeah. suppressed, yeah, and it will come out in different ways. Yeah, you're drinking too much, and something happens, or you get angry, or things go wrong when we suppress the emotions. And if you get to a exactly. point where you're you can't express your vulnerability, really, even if you do think it's gonna be too much or too overwhelming, or it takes a week or a little bit longer, if you don't do it and be mm. honest with yourself and where yeah. you're at, then it's a form of manipulation because that's not your true self, yeah, yeah, and whatever that is has to get dealt with. Whether you lose the partner and then you're better off for the next one, but yeah, exactly, you can't suppress your true. The, your truth inside of yourself. No, you can't, because then you, yeah. you become out and where you'd be more angry towards mm. people, you sh yourself, you'd be more snappy, you won't be more present within your body, you won't be more grounded, you won't, you're drinking, um, you, have, you, you start binging um, pornography, you other start binging, up, yeah. yeah, other yeah. stuff, like you might do, um, just binge watching TV, you might do nothing where like all your social media, all this stuff is starting to go down towards that and then all mm. these other things because you're suppressing what you're feeling and not really turning towards it. Because I feel like if you're setting yourself goals and setting yourself things and you're moving well and then, yeah, I've had a shit day, I'm going to work through it and I'm going to bounce back. You're, you're, the time you spend when you're feeling good and doing well, you want to spend well doing good things. You don't yeah. want to spend that time just getting fucked up. Yeah. You don't want to spend that time just sitting there binge watching stuff or, or mm. doing pornography. Or, do you know what I mean? All that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It definitely does come out in certain avenues and areas when it, when it comes through that. 
emotional yeah. um, sleep paralysis and your experience with that mm. and also um, how do you deal with that when things of that nature happen mm. yeah wow um, sleep paralysis is pretty pretty hectic pretty scary it um I got it quite bad well really bad excuse me when I was um, younger to a point where I would like come out of my body and completely see myself like sleeping there and then in my head I'm like okay I need to move and then I'm watching myself but nothing's moving and then I'm like okay this is getting hectic and then I'm like I'm trying to move trying to move it's like I need to get up Jordan get up Jordan move fuck all right mum 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 like calling yeah. screaming for mum like as bad as I can and I was like what the f like what is the first I was like so traumatized. So and then, were you aware that you were, were you aware that you were both in your body and outside of your body at the same time? Yeah. So when you were looking at yourself, saying I need to move, you, did you mean move astrally or move physically? Like I need to move. Like, yeah, why yeah, am yeah. I not moving? Why is nothing? But I'm I'm up here watching myself of what's going on. And also aware that you're in your body as well. Uh, yeah. That like wow. okay, I am. I'm seeing. I'm looking back and literally seeing a clear picture of me right there in bed. Mm. And then I'm like to myself, I need to move. You need to move, Jordan. You got to move. Why are you not moving? Okay, wow. mum, speak for mum. And then I'm just there asleep, like dead asleep. Wow. And I'm like, and it was the first few times it happened. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then eventually, like, I would kind of come out of like, <gasps> and like, yeah. like come back into my body and I'd like move around. I'm like, fuck. And then I'd just scream for mum. And I'm like, mum, wow. like, come down. So I was wrong. I was like, I, I like couldn't explain what would happen. How old were you? Uh, oh, probably, I reckon. 10-ish, 10 or 11 was like was my first experience. Damn. And then um, through the teen years, it was pretty, it was a hit and miss um, mm. quite a bit. Um, I think it found a lot, I was getting a lot more sleep paralysis when I was getting bullied more at school. Mm. And then throughout the night, I'd get like a terrible night's sleep, but I'd be out there and scared of what was sort of going to be happening. And then I'd just be... I, I started to understand what it was when it was happening. So yeah. then I would just look at myself sleeping. But in my head, I was like afraid of waking up. Mm. If that makes sense. So like I was sort of like afraid of what was going to happen tomorrow because I've been getting bullied. Oh, true. But then I was watching myself in this state. I was sleeping up there. And like, mm. so my mind was going off and running through this stuff. And then um, I'd literally just be staring at myself as I'm sleeping. And... It was it was weird because I like I rarely well I obviously dream but I don't remember my dreams so when when I go to sleep I'll be asleep within like five minutes damn and then damn, that's a superpower bro bro it's but I'm like people are like oh man I had the sickest dream about this last night that and I'm like no nah. I literally alarm bang I'm straight up oh, I'm awake it's like instantaneous right yeah be, but I'm like there's a whole black patch yeah so it's like like whether I astro travel, whether I do whatever it is when I go to sleep, I I just completely once I'm down and out, I'm out. And there would be times where like I might roll over my left side. You, you see my left side, mm. and I'll literally tuck up, yeah. and then my alarm will go off, and I'm in the exact same position when I wake up. So it's like my body, I'm not Doesn't moved move at all. Bro, I would not move at all for, for six hours, eight hours, whatever it is. I sleep. And then I wake up and I'm ex hands exact same position. Everything's exact same position as when I went to sleep. And I was asleep within five minutes. That's so weird, man. And then, but then sometimes I'll have like a sleep like that where it, 
I've literally been so, like my partner's like, seen me there and I've not moved and I'm there and I'm like, and she's just like, look at me like, is he all good? Like, I'm literally like I'm dead. It's like your Dracula dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> legit. <laughs> like, go on, and nothing, not just like bare, a barely breathing thing, just sort of there, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like, and then I'll wake up and I'll wake up and I'm so tired and I've just slept for like nine hours. But I'm like, where where have I been? And I don't remember a thing. I don't remember dreams. I don't remember anything. You mustn't go through the cycles of sleep, like deep sleep, REM sleep, and all that kind of stuff. It, it's just no, like boom, boom. No, it'd be. But on the like the recordings, it, it shows when I go deep. Oh really? So it does show when I go deep. But it's like, I'm just at this this gone, like full gone. And then that's where it, sleep paralysis hasn't been as bad. Sort of the last. Um, nah, tell a lie. Holy fuck. Well, I guess that's, nah. There was one when I was traveling Europe. Mm. Um, and then I guess it wasn't re- really a sleep paralysis, but I was like, I was just asleep and I was like watching myself, but I was fucked, watching myself from above the bed and I was sleeping next to some other guy who was like in, we were on a tour, like yeah, a tour. Yeah. I was sleeping next to some other guy, like we're in two separate beds and I get up as I'm watching myself, as I'm asleep, I get up and I walk over to this dude's bed and I'm standing over this guy, bro, cold asleep, but I'm watching all this happen. And then this guy like wakes up and freaks the fuck out. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I just look and I'm just watching myself. And then I just turn and walk back to my bed, bro, and just go back to sleep. And then like I wake up the next morning and I'm like, and, he, and then he's like, do you remember what the fuck happened last night? I was like, oh, that like genuinely happened. Like I thought, I was, oh, I that thought it was a dream. dream. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was there watching, so I thought that I was so walking. You were actually watching your physical body get up and, and move to this dude. And bro, I was looking over this, literally like this. <laughs> bro, just staring. Man, that poor kid didn't even know he's <laughs> So on his tour, he's got this fucking creep going over me. Like, dude, crazy. Dude, I would have punched me out. the dude yeah. out. <laughs> I would have been so scared. I'm like, what are you doing? But yeah, that's... I, yeah, it was crazy, man. And I just had no control of what was happening. It just went up, done its thing. And kind of went back, and I'm like, I still, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't understand yeah. what happens when I go to sleep, or, or how. Yeah, it's 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 very rare for me to dream. Very, sleep, and it, yeah. yeah, very rare. Unless someone sort of woke me up in the night, and then maybe I'm trying to get back to sleep a little bit. Yeah, I might have a little dream towards, I don't know, the last hour or so before I wake up. But has it, it. has it gotten better since you've been meditating and doing yoga and these massively places? better yeah. massively better so like way less way less i sleep paralysis is way less although i still have no idea what i do when i sleep oh you have no memory of dreams no probably probably like moonlight right. <laughs> it's secret life in the middle of the night yeah it's i like has what's up is it not paranormal activity in Inception or whatever it is, or the little, the guy goes in the dreams and he gets like stuck in his dream or whatever. Oh, yeah, too deep. Yeah, yeah too, too deep. deep. Yeah. I was yeah, I was like, cause that yeah, like one of my my healers, she would sort of say like, I do astro like project and travel and just go out yeah. when I sleep and sort of come back into this body and I like drift and wander around. I got a theory for you, but yeah, I'm I'm keen because <laughs> okay, so it's well, very interesting. It is a real phenomenon that you can be trained in your dreams by spirit guides or by spirit or even extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. They, like, when someone gets abducted by an extraterrestrial, they get abducted and they're missing time, like five, six hours because the time is just removed from, from the memory complex. And uh, they get culture training on um, since all that through history. So things like um, removing racism, being more loving and being more kind and just being coached essentially. 
by these beings. Um, my dad experienced getting um, this kind of training with spirit in his dreams where he would have a certain dream of uh, sales. He was doing role plays. And the next day he would have that exact same scenario take place. Oh, wow. And he'd get deja vu and he'd know what to say, like, like that. And Robert Bruce we spoke to as well, being taken by the aliens, missing the time. So the theory could be that during your dream state, you're being trained by either extraterrestrials or by spirit. And you don't have access to those memories yet. But you will get given a code or a symbol that will activate those memories that will just compound like do, 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 when the time is right. Damn. And you might start clicking into those and having all this, you know, 10, 20 years of training just turn on one day. Or I like that. In certain, uh, that sounds, <laughs> that's, that sounds <laughs> epic. Yeah. Yeah. Turn that switch on, yeah. baby. Wow. Like, how, how that can actually work is because there's been time wow. I asked for traveled and there was a man waiting for me and asked him what his name was. He was like, I can't give you my name. My name's Jeff. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, that immediately, immediately I had this recognition. <laughs> What's up, Jeff? <laughs> I'm just fucked up on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mate. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, he wouldn't give me his name. And I was like, and I had instant recognition of, I, I knew why, because his name would, certain, would, would trigger certain memories and associations that I haven't, that I'm able to have access to yet, whether it's past life or, oh, wow. okay. or whatever. So you heard what a schema is? Yeah. It's like a, a certain word will trigger a, a certain neural circuit in your brain to build different memories. So it could be a smell of eucalyptus. You get these memories of childhood when you lived near a park or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think um, Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein used to use orange peels. Whenever he would deeply study, he'd yeah. smell the oranges. Yeah. And that would trigger his memories yeah. for that. So there will come a time where you will find this word or symbol or happening where you activate those memories. I, I feel that's... That really makes sense, yeah. And I, I don't doubt that because... It's been happening for so long, and then for my healer to say, "Yeah, she knows that I go off yeah. and I'm completely out," and it's like it's always been something that's been spoke about um, to a lot of healers that I've seen, like spoken to me about in regards to like you were born with a very open third eye. You're very, very spiritually inclined. Mm. Obviously, mum and stuff is as well, and all that kind of stuff. So it was come mm. from that area, and that would make sense in regards to where I go because I. I, I literally have not, I've tried to do research on it. I don't understand other than that, that sort of sort of makes yeah. a sense as to where or why it doesn't come up because there's, it's not that it's it's a bad thing, dreams and stuff yeah. like that and stuff, but it's it's just consistently in a state of like, I'm gone and my, my body does literally does not move. I don't roll, I don't think, I don't toss around unless someone physically moves me yeah. and then wakes me up and startles that, that's me. That's the sign is just literally gone. Yeah. But the other theory is that... um your soul or spirit is actually having a second life doing certain works or certain tasks, a lot of to it the same way your contract or soul contract will be on earth, you have a spiritual contract as well. So mm. you're doing something in the astral realm or either you're helping people um, turn over. So if there's people on earth who are sort of lost or stuck, don't want to move on, you can go down and help them move on because you're vibrationally attuned to the earth. So you could be working separately to your physical self, like a psyche split. And it seems like you, you've already tapped into that because when you're actual traveling and looking at yourself, you're aware of yourself looking at yourself, but also you're aware of yourself in your body. So your psyche is split and you yeah. have two separate memories. So therefore huh. you have that ability. Oh to yeah, no shit, that is two separate memories. Yeah. To have two things at once, which is obviously maybe what you're doing, but you, you can't access those memories yet because it'll, it'll be a lot to take in all those memories and have two separate lives living on in your head until you can integrate the two, or you may not, until you pass on, then you'll integrate the two. Damn. Ah. 
Yeah. It's one word. of those two. Uh, it has to be one of those two. Yeah, wow. Or some kind of disorder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. <laughs> wow, that, um, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's books about this, eh? there's people that, that do that. Yeah, I'll, mm. yeah, I'll have to have a read up because it's, it's crazy. It's, but there's been times where, like, as well, like, I'll just be there and I'm like, okay, and I'm just full, like, paralyzed. Like, I don't know, I'm in my head and I literally mm-hmm. can't move and I'm just completely asleep. And then, but I'm just there and it's like, okay nothing will move i'm just literally i don't know in like a coma sort of a thing and then it's like yeah there'll be another time where it's like i'm completely out staring at everything that's happening and understanding mm-hmm. what's happening i'm like but it just freaked me out at first but now i'm sort of like oh if it kind of happens i just yeah. as it's happening i kind of just let it unfold sort of a thing so you never have you've never had dreams ever no i do have a dream every now and then it's okay, just yeah. super rare like it uh, uh, i'm trying to think back the last time i had an actual dream i probably couldn't probably couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I'd have to no, literally okay, stop yeah. and think back of when I actually had like a dream or remembered having that dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, and it's so, yeah, you ask anyone that's like, I'm so deep when I sleep. But as soon as you touch me mm. to wake me, my physical body up or something, or say like, Jordan, wake up, I'm, I'm bang. I'm like that so quick, I'm awake. But I'm like, when I'm moving in the sleep, I'm so out of it unless you physically want me to wake back up. You kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you knock me in thing or whatever and I'm yeah. around, I'm so out of it, I have no idea what's going on. I'm, I'm completely, but if you're like, Jordan, it's time to get up, I'll just be like, okay, it's time to get up. And when my alarm goes off, I'm like, I'm up straight away. Wow. But you don't too. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Bruce technique of accessing memories, because he was abducted by aliens, and he said that he could recall the memory by doing his technique he used to do on it, which is really simple. So he goes back to his earliest memory he can possibly find. For you, go back to your earliest memory you can find where you had a dream how hard it will be but you'll eventually you'll find it and you sit in meditation and just really focus on this dream and then try and activate all of your senses what are you seeing what are you feeling how are your emotions the tactile sensory everything and really sit in those things and just, just wait keep sitting in it and try to live it over and over and over again and eventually it'll expand and expand and expand oh, tr- oh yeah that's and right. you may get like you build this map where this association might trigger a memory of another dream you had yesterday or the day before or a week before and then you'll jump into that as much as you can but over a course of weeks or months, maybe even years, you'll actually open up this map and start recalling and opening those, those parts of your mind or your soul. Wow. Yeah, because Greg Braden believes that our neurons contain nothing. They're just like antennas into our auric field. So when you access those neurons, it goes into your auric field and you, you can pull in more, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when you're activating, when you're putting them into your neurons, you're activating those more antenna, which you can activate more of your soul, which is surrounding you. That's a good Wow. A technique to try. Yeah. To see, to see that would be yeah, pretty cool. That, yeah. that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah, try that to remember my like mm. dreams. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because you get out like and people, especially when I was younger, I'd always be like, was, oh, I had the sickest dream last night and thing. And I'm like, yeah. Why am I not dreaming? Like, yeah. I didn't really understand what it was when I was younger. I was like, why True. am I not dreaming? And then, yeah, I didn't really understand like that whole sleep paralysis or any of that sort of stuff. I was like, to mum, I was like, what is, what is this going on? Mm. like why is it like that but that's yeah. sort of yeah it'd be really interesting to see if you can start unlocking things like that and then bringing that and just sitting with that and turning mm. towards that dream like during a meditation and seeing yeah. what starts to come up in your body it'd be mm. quite interesting to see what bodily sensations or emotions or things are attached to that yeah. as you sit through it true because it's quite um it's quite confronting sitting and turning towards anything during a meditation if you mm. start to do it properly like yeah. self-inquiry why is this coming up and what what is it true the attention is so powerful yeah 
start to open things yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, just sitting with it. If it's not so great, working yeah. through it. And if it is great, still riding along with it as Can well. Can you astral travel? Well, Have uh, you experienced it in different no, ways? No, well, not that I can recall, no. Okay. I think, I, I, I only presume it does some sort of stuff when I go to sleep like that. I just yeah. haven't been able to, um, to access that yet. I've had, um, I guess I've had, no, nah, not actually travels in sleeping. So I just had, vis- I've had um, previsions and stuff of what's going to happen yeah. in the future. Like, it's like whether it. it's going to happen in like five minutes or 10 minutes. Like I've had a vision of that come through. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, this is going to happen. And then it sort of happens. I'm like, well, okay, I've just seen that. That's awesome. Um, but I've not really had a sense of like going over there and then mm. sat in with things. Whereas like, I know mums, we used to get a lot of messages through her dream- dreams oh, wow. when she was, like a few years back would be like, oh, see this person pass away and then would would wake up and call back to Ireland and phone, she's like, what's happened to oh, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, I don't know why. She's like, you should check. And then they're dead and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So she's Damn, gone crazy. through and seen all these yeah. things. Um, but I haven't really recalled um, seeing it. But yeah, I, I reckon yeah. maybe if I turn towards it and put intentions towards it, I could mm. start to see what was coming up or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, big world out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's never ending. Do you, do you believe you actually get messages from dreams? You can possibly get... Is oh, it for, for sure. Is it the same for everyone or like everyone is different? I, I, reckon, everyone, I reckon there's messages in dreams for sure. Mm, whether it's good, bad, whether it's deep or thing, whether it's not, yeah, I definitely reckon there's, there's messages in dreams. 100%. Yeah, heaps of artists. Even Einstein got the relativity theory from a dream he had. Yeah. It was like a lightning strike in a train. And it was, he realised, oh, it's relative to the people on the train compared to out the train. That's, that sparked the whole idea of relativity from a dream that he had. Damn. Wow, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely reckon there's messages in there for sure. Whether it's you want to break them down and work through them or not, that's like a different story. Oh, I don't yeah. think every dream is as well. Like, yeah, oh, true, I was, yeah. I was kicking, yeah, I was yeah, kicking yeah. the footy with my mate. Mm, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Why was I kicking the footy with him? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Why was I kicking my left foot? I kicked my right foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. But yeah, I definitely reckon there's. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Mm. Yeah, just to rec- I'm st- started recording my dreams a bit more, but it's just like a, it's like a one paragraph. I'm like, huh, come back to that. It just mm. never happens. I always <laughs> get told like whenever I do dream um, from like Mahila, write down your dreams, and I'm like, yeah, all right. But like, and then she, I'll get back to the session. She's like, so what have you dreamed about lately? I'm like, well, one night I was talking to a dog, and that's all I remember out of the last dreams, last six months, and that was it. Do you know what I mean? And she's oh, just damn. like, yeah, because she reckons like. Some dreams, no matter how wacky they are, if you start writing them down, it might be like, oh, but the most weirdest dream ever. But there could be relation as to Still why you're thinking. Ah, oh, okay, Which yeah, is yeah. What yeah. She, she's, like, so she's like, just write it down. There's meanings behind everything. When it's like, how weird? You're like, why the fuck was I like a frog talking to a dog or something? I don't know. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, yeah, weird yeah, yeah, shit yeah, yeah, that happens yeah. in the dream, or like, or like, yeah. Like your best friend was, I don't know, getting your girlfriend or something like that. Real weird stuff that you would never experience. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a subconscious reason for why you're dreaming that or why you're seeing that or something like that. Yeah. Mm, that's sort of what the healers yeah. have told me. But I was like, man, she's like, where? I was like, I've got nothing. I literally see black when I go to dreams. So, yeah. But they, she reckons you can break down stuff and it works with why that's coming up as to how you can progress. Because at the moment, my stage is work through a lot of um, past life stuff. Yeah to free the traumas for now to move forward so she's like a lot of that comes up through dreams like past life stuff. oh wow yeah so but i was like i haven't really been dreaming so mm. i've had some past yeah. life stuff come up the last few weeks have you yeah yeah in dreams interesting in in dreams yeah. and also meditation 
Ooh, yeah. Oh, true. Interesting. Little little flashes or little things like that. And even like, you can, I can even ask certain questions. Like I sit before I go to sleep, and like I intend to have a dream of my past life with this particular person. And I'll program it before I sleep, and then when I go to sleep, more often than not, I'll have a dream associated with that. Well, I don't mm. know if it's me making it up. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be pretty impressive for me to make that shit up. But yeah. It seems pretty realistic. Wow. Yeah. That's sick. How vividly do you remember your dreams, though? Um. 50% of the time, quite vividly yeah. and quite real and tactile. Other times it's just like vague happenings that you just, what the fuck, you, and you just lose it. Normally I wake up, have enough my eyes yet, I can remember the dream. I wake up, get some food, come back, dream's gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For me to like be able to remember the dream, I have to write it down as soon as I wake up. Yeah, it's the only way. Yeah. Or even like a couple dot points, yeah. and then way you can, you can reflect on it later. Yeah. Those well, were you like dreaming and then wake up in the middle of the night when you dream? Or was this like, you mean, write it down when you wake up in the When morning? I wake up in the morning, yeah. yeah. I don't, don't really, I used to wake up in the middle of the night a lot. I don't do, I don't do that anymore. I figured out it's because I was like really dehydrated. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, I was really dehydrated. It's like I used to wake up in the middle of the night all the time. I couldn't figure it out why, and then like I had mouth a like. Mouth wasn't dry. <laughs> 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 I was just thinking of like wine mouth, eh? Like yeah, you yeah. drink too much wine, you wake up in the night. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I had like a sleep expert. I'd explain it to a sleep expert. He's like, dude, that's not good. He's like, you're probably like really dehydrated. He's like, do you know you're drinking enough water? He's like, oh, probably not. And then I started drinking water, and then like stops um, waking up in the middle of the night. Um, but usually it's like, if I dream. For me to like remember it, I have to write it down as soon as I wake up. Mm, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, mm, as yeah. soon as I wake up. Like occasionally I'm able to like, if I need, really need to take a piss, I'd wake up, go take a piss, come back and I can, I can continue a dream, mm. which is like, which happens sometimes. Um, but most of the time I have to like, if I don't write it, if I don't write down at least like two or three lines right after I wake up, if it's pretty much the same as breath. I go get breakfast, come back, sit down, it's gone. Oh, yeah. wow. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, can you just repeat that? So, through black magic, yeah. you get scars. Like, so if, if you're scratches. doing scratches, bro, so scars in your aura, scars in your heart, depending on how deep you go through that black magic. Because wow. that's not good spiritual stuff. That's yeah. not, yes, there's bad spirits and demons and stuff. But when you start dealing with that whole world, that's mm. when you can see and then the healers have to go through and work with. So, to scratch your aura and that causes breaks in the aura? So, yeah. they can, yeah, so things can get in and out? Yeah, and it's not it's not healthy at all. So, it's like, mm. especially if it's around, I had like scratches across there because we were Physical to, scratches or just nah, actually on your on aura? Your, yeah, on your aura and across my heart. Wow. Which is like, we need to clean these up first. How did that happen? Because I played black magic and oh, started really? like summoning something at, like in the afternoon, like at night. But it was like at night. Was that, was that by accident or were you just sort of doing, reading different books and like Yeah, yeah, black cool? magic shit. Like, I was young. Like okay. kid, you know, like you think, oh, witchcraft is cool. I think I was 14 or something like that. Oh, wow. 14, and I was like, I'm going to do this. And then, no, I went in 14 because then I saw the healer when I was 15 before I went to England. That's scary. And then she was just like, you, you've been playing black magic. And I was like, no. How do you know? Because you know, like, there's those things like you yeah. say whatever in front of the mirror and this person pops up. Yeah, that yeah shit. that's scary, man. Yeah, that, that kind of. Yeah, that shit real though? Yeah. I don't know. Well, well there is bro. like a, if you want to summon something, it's just by the name. The name is there, is them. Yeah. So if you find a name for some weird Entity, oh, and you, you know, fuck. let's not go there. Let's yeah, not go there. Let's not go there. Fuck it. That shit's but I've got a story for you. There's a friend of mine. He was a pastor in 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 uh, Africa, and he was he used to remove demons and dark spirits from people. He was that was his job, and he was telling his son different different stories about it. But what popped up was while his son was playing a video game, some evil killing video game, one of the characters yelled out this name, 
And the dad's like, what the fuck? That name is a real demon's name that I spoke to in an in a, in a expelling or exorcism in Africa. So like they're putting real names of dark entities in video games that are actually been proven to be real. That's fucked. That's it just goes like that. That's it. Well, it's, it's three o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, that's a wrap, man. Yeah. Thank awesome. You, Thanks, boys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you so Cheers. much, dude. Thank you.